Welcome to Next Half, Best Half, a podcast from Northeast Ohio Boomer Magazine. My name's Marie Elium. I'm editor of Northeast Ohio Boomer Magazine, and Next Half, Best Half is sponsored by Greater Cleveland Volunteers, celebrating 50 years of connecting people to volunteer opportunities. We'll start our podcast after a brief message from our sponsor. Did you know about the benefits you receive when you volunteer? Besides meeting others, doing good in your community, and being productive, there are many health benefits from consistent activity. Reach out to Greater Cleveland Volunteers to learn what's available for you. Call 216-391-9500, extension 2116, and learn more at greatercleveland.volunteers.org. Welcome to Next Half, Best Half, a production of Northeast Ohio Boomer Magazine. I'm Marie Elium, editor of Northeast Ohio Boomer. Next Half, Best Half is sponsored by Greater Cleveland Volunteers, celebrating 50 years of connecting people to volunteer opportunities. My guest today is fitness expert and rabbi, Michael Unger. Michael owns At Home Senior Fitness, which serves Cleveland's eastern suburbs, but he also offers online coaching. He's a certified personal trainer and a functioning aging specialist. Michael writes the fitness column for our magazine. His website is athomeseniorfitness.net. Thanks for joining me, Michael. Thank you for having me on. I, I'm really interested in diving into fitness over 50 and why it's maybe I think more of a struggle when we're older than it was when we were younger. And, um, and I'm not sure how, what, how our exercise routines need to adjust to accommodate our age. So talk to me a little bit about that. Well, so there's really two issues here. One issue is that you've got people who have been active and have, you know, been exercising or involved in in sports, uh, playing tennis or runners or whatever, and so you've got the adjustments that those kinds of people need to make as they get older because there are certain things that change uh, muscle tone. Uh, there may be um, tightness or even damage to ligaments and tendons. So those sorts of things need to be accounted for in any kind of exercise program or uh, involvement in sports. So that's one group of people. The other thing is that there are uh, there's a huge swath of people who just never exercised or are pretty sedentary. And people are living longer now, uh, even folks who haven't necessarily taken the best care of themselves. People are living longer and people want to be active. They don't want to be uh, disabled or lose their independence or feel they can't do the things that they want to do. So we do have many people who are coming into the fitness world now who have really been sedentary most of their lives, or it's been a very long time. So you're like, oh, I was, I played baseball in high school, but then uh, nothing happened after that. Right. So uh, that's something that we have to, to deal with as well, because those folks have a lot more to overcome than folks who have made uh, taking care of themselves over the years, a a higher priority. Well, I mean, what is the, I mean, 
is it ever hopeless? <laughs> like, I mean, I, you know, I, I think sometimes what keeps people from venturing back into, you know, the fitness scene or exercising is that they just are thinking, gosh, I, I'm, I'm too stiff. I, I don't, I'm kind of old. I, I have a new knee that doesn't work as well. I, I mean, what's, what's your best pitch for getting people so, to move again? <laughs> great question. It is never hopeless and it is never too late. So the good news is there's been a lot of research that's been done in the last 20 years on older adults and fitness. And this is a result of the fact that people are living longer and we've got that huge bubble of the baby boomers who are, um, you know, who are coming to gyms and, and trying to um, get themselves uh, involved and sure. never, never too late. Right. So, the, so what, what the research has shown, because if you've got all these, you know, people who are living longer is that a lot of the assumptions that we had about older adults working out were wrong. So they used to say, oh, you know, past a certain age, you shouldn't do this because you might get hurt. You might fall. You might break a bone. Right, um, right, right, just, right. Or you shouldn't do this kind of exercise or that kind of exercise. And pretty much, Marie, all the, I'm not going to say all of them, but many of the assumptions that were made were absolutely wrong. So I'll just to give you an example, um, one of the things that they said is that older people, oh, you shouldn't lift weights. You know, definitely shouldn't do that. Well, now we're finding okay. that that lifting weights is is great, especially for folks who have osteoporosis, and it should be done right in a supervised kind of way, not just running into the gym and start lifting weights. Uh, but that can make a big difference, especially for folks with osteoporosis. But in general, in helping to keep bones strong and to um, and to help maintain muscle mass, which naturally, as we get older, we lose we lose muscle mass. Uh, another example is power exercises. So power exercises is. Uh, say you were lifting two, uh, you were doing bicep curls with two five pound dumbbells. So rather than doing them, you know, like one, two, three, can you do power, which means doing it really fast. So when you start to add speed and repetitive motion into something, it can become a power exercise. And people used to say, you can't do that with older adults. They can't handle it. And now the research shows that older adults who do power exercises actually live longer than people who don't. So um, it's huh. it's been shown that it's really never too late. And, and I say to people, you know, if you find a good trainer, such as myself, right? Um, yes, of course. <laughs> you will find someone who is willing to meet you where you are and they will know what your, you know, what your shortcomings are. They will ask a lot of questions before even the first workout about your medical history, surgical history, um, and, and also, you know, like, what are you trying to get out of this? What are your fears? Um, have you tried to do this in the past and it hasn't worked? Why hasn't it worked? How can we change that behavior? Um, so, uh, I, you know, a, a lot of the people who come to me have already decided that they want to do something, but they do have that fear, you know, what can I really accomplish? And what I love about the work that I do is that people say to me, wow, you know, I went to my, uh, son-in-laws for, for Thanksgiving and they have this whole big flight of stairs and I actually walked up the flight of stairs and didn't get winded. You know, that's the wow. kind of thing to me that is, is just huge. People who find that there were things they couldn't do before that now they can. And this is folks in their sixties, seventies, eighties. And I, I train people in their nineties as well. Wow. Well, you know, I've noticed, so I'm in my, I'm 62 
And I've noticed that my, like I, I like tripped in my garden, you know, a couple months ago and I just, I couldn't just rebound and, and keep upright. I ended up on the ground and I was so shocked and I thought, well, I guess this is what they mean by, you know, older, older people falling. You know how they always ask you that at the right. doctor and yeah. I'm thinking, well, who's falling? Who are all these people falling? And then I realized it's me. And right. um, so that seems like balance is, is something that, you know, is uh, an issue for as, as we age or can be at least. Right. So there, there are a number of reasons why there can be um, falls. So one can be that there's a balance issue, which is an inner ear uh, problem, right? So that is, there's actually something in the, in the inner ear that can affect um, the way that you, um, the way that you navigate. I mean, does that, that, that balance issue happens as we age, or is that just because we're not doing things that require balance as much as we did when we were younger? Right. So or it can actually it be a combination of both of those. Okay. Um, and so, you know, there are things that just happen, you know, I'm like, I'm almost 60. And so I know that there are things that used to work a lot, a lot better than they do now. Um, and I know sure. that there are things that I can work on. And there are certain things that, you know, it's just a part of the natural aging process. And, you know, unless you want to do some extreme things, you just have to learn to to adjust. So that's that's one of the ba- balance issues is, you know, like an, an inner ear thing. Um, the other one is um, loss of muscle mass. So this is called sarcopenia and it's a natural process in aging. It can be reversed at any age, um, but because people are moving less um, and uh, maybe not exercising the way that they had before, uh, the muscles are not as strong. And so when I work with my clients um, with balance issues, um, then, you know, this is one of the things that we work on are what are the muscles that help us to uh, to be able to uh, support our bodies and be strong. And if we do get ourselves okay. off balance, how do we get back in balance? Um, and then the last one is, you know, sometimes we get older, our eyesight may not be quite as good. Our senses aren't as sharp as they were before. And so there might be an obstacle that you simply don't see. You hear people about, you know, tripping over a curb that they didn't see or a a doggy toy or something that they didn't see. So this is pretty common. Uh, The good news is there are a lot of programs out there that are anti-fall programs. This is, I have a number of clients who said to me from the get-go, they said, this is my big problem balance. I just, I feel like I'm just not balanced the way I used to be. And so I've got a whole series of exercises that I do with them on a pretty regular basis. Um, and by the way, I'm going to put a plug in there. I, I'm not a yoga instructor. I was not paid to say this, but um, <laughs> yoga for, for me was a game changer when it came to, um, when it came to balance. I started practicing yoga probably about 10 years ago. And uh, at first, in terms of like balancing on one foot, forget it. Um, And and I was, you know, close to 50, 51 or 52 when I started. And and now I I find that my my balance game is just totally on point. You know, I can balance, turn my head, you know, lift a leg, uh, you know, there's all kinds. So that, again, those are things that we can work on, that we can practice. And um, it's super important because people who fall you know, it's not just the risk of a broken bone, but if you end up with a broken bone, then you may end up laid up in a hospital and, you know, bed sores, pneumonia, 
you know, there's oh just gosh. a there's just a bunch of complications. So it's really important to sort of head that off at the pass if you can. Did you know there are many benefits from volunteering? Not only are you a productive member of society in your community by providing much needed tasks for a nonprofit agency to carry out their mission, but you also benefit as well. Studies show that consistent movement and interactions produce positive brain, heart, and joint results. Plus, let's be honest, it's fun to volunteer and support a group or cause that's important not only to the community, but also to you personally. Lots of things have health benefits. Not many are also fun. Not sure what to do? Reach out to Greater Cleveland Volunteers, celebrating 50 years of connecting people to volunteer opportunities. Give us a call at 216-391-9500, extension 2116, or go to our website, greaterclevelandvolunteers.org. I want to ask you about, I mean, that's really interesting because you're talking to someone who tripped on a nail coming out of her chicken coop and I ended up dislocating my shoulder and I had to have surgery. And I thought, gosh, you know, 10 years ago, that never would have happened to me, but I just wasn't paying attention. And, you know, it just, before you knew it, before you know it, I was down on the ground. Right. But. So just to give you an interesting story, this is a true story here. So I have a client who's in his early 90s and um, lives in an apartment building that has an underground parking garage um, that has speed bumps. He okay. was, And I've worked with him on fall prevention. And he was not paying attention and tripped on, the, uh, on one of the speed bumps in the garage. Okay. And instead of face planting, because of the work that we had done, he managed to get one foot out in front and then another foot out in front and sort of did one of these like slow motion running into the ground. He did end wow. up on the ground, but he, he did not break anything, right? I think he maybe had a, a one cracked rib. That was it, right? Okay. And if he had just face planted, it would have been, you know, a collarbone, yeah. a shoulder. It could have been so much worse. Yeah, that's, so, what, that's exactly what I, my yeah, face was it, in the mud. It takes, <laughs> it takes training. And I have many, many of my clients who I work with on this. Uh, and it's, you know, some of the exercises seem silly, but then you say to yourself, you know what? Um, I actually, I actually see how this would help me prevent a fall. Well, you know, that uh, begs the question, what, what are some simple exercises someone over 50 can do what are like maybe the top two things you would advise them to do at home that could build strength or keep them on their feet or what 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 are two things that you think are really just terrific to to work on okay so i would say for lower body strength which is really important for walking and going up and down stairs and uh our sit and stands which is exactly what it sounds like, right? You're sitting in a chair and you stand up and then you sit back down and you stand up. Um, and you can do like 10, 10 to 12 of those, 10 to 15. And do you maybe. use your hands to like so, on the sides of your bottom to get there up or you try go. to do this it without is, hands? This is the trick, right? The goal is to use your hands as little as possible. Okay. Um, right. And most people, when they start out, find, okay, I got to use my hands to get up off the chair. Um, and, uh, you know, I worked with one client who had finished cardiac rehab, and this was one of the exercises. He said, I can only do three or four of these. Now I have him doing two, two sets of 12 of them, and it's, and it's not a problem. And he, he uses his hands a little bit. Okay. Um, but eventually what you can do is you can progress 
and you can actually hold dumbbells while you're doing the sit and stands. And I have clients who do that. um, (laughs) No problem into, into their eighties. So that's, that's another, so that's one exercise. Um, okay, that's a good other one because everybody would, has a chair and everybody can, you know, sit right. Great exercise to do. Um, the other one is um, I think folks really need to focus on their posture um, and a great exercise is a chin tuck. So um, a chin tuck is uh, basically if you can imagine like someone's coming in to give you a kiss and you don't want that kiss and you sort of just pull your head back, that's a chin tuck. Um, And you can either do it where you like sort of chin tuck and release, chin tuck and release, you know, sort of just pull your chin, your head back. Oh, I'm doing it right now while you're telling me that it's pulling my shoulders back. Or you can hold it. So I have my clients do this all the time. And, you know, you'll notice this with people that their head like enters the room a few seconds before the rest of their body. Yeah. Um, And so this is, this is the antidote to that. The other thing is, um, it, it can be helpful more, more than just appearance, which is that in your cervical spine, if, you know, there's, if something pinches, you can end up with pain or numbness in other parts of your body. Um, there, I, I, I had this happen to me about, uh, it was right after I moved to Cleveland. So it must've been about four years ago um, where I had numbness and, and tingling in three of my fingers and, and they told me to do chin tucks. And I was like, this is ridiculous. This is my fingers we're talking about. And right, uh, right. <laughs> sure enough, I did the chin tucks and uh, it's been fine ever since then. So I encourage my clients to do chin tucks on a regular basis. I go, like if you're driving in your car and you get to a red light, just yeah. do some chin tucks while you're waiting for the light to turn green. So a few times a day, it will make a huge difference. Wow. That, all right. Cause, cause I, you know, I think, I know I get sloppy with my posture <sighs> And I, I look around like, why am I schlumping around like this? I, right. I know it. you don't look good. You know, your clothes right. don't well, the look other good thing on I you. I tell it's... people as I go, pull your shoulders back, pull your shoulders back. Yeah. Um, and I, that was something that I, that was also the other exercise when I was having a problem with my fingers. They, they had me do like scapular retractions, which is basically pulling your two shoulder blades together behind your back. And uh, I was working at a gym and I used to walk, part of my duty was to like walk around the gym and talk to to clients, you know, to, to members and whatever. And as I was walking around, like, uh, it looked like a schmageggy. I'd be like pulling my shoulders back. I'm sure like, (laughs) you know, the casual observer, they're like, what's wrong with this guy? But it it really made a big difference in my posture. Ooh, those are really good. Those are really great tips or suggestions for exercises, Michael. Thank you. Because I, I think... All right, maybe I just am projecting on everyone because it's my experience. But I, I recently joined a fitness center, and I'm I'm telling you, it's a little intimidating if you're not the fitness kind of person to walk in there. And you know, I I don't know what all the machines do, and I'm kind of a little shy to ask. And you know, everybody's doing their thing and looks pretty serious, and I don't know if I'm wearing the right shoes or the right shirt or you know I it just it's like it's a whole unknown world so I think it's nice to be able to do some of this at home until you get your confidence up and then you can maybe join a class or you know work out on equipment I guess so one of my recommendations would be and and I agree I mean I think when I first started going um and and I didn't come to 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 fitness until I was in my late thirties. Um, I really, you know, for a whole series of reasons, I, I was not a well 
person when I was younger. I had some health issues and just, Aww. you know, it was just not a thing that I was able to do. Um, but I, I remember being just very, very intimidated um, walking in and feeling like everybody knew that I didn't know what I was doing. Right. Um, and, and by the way, there are people in the room who do know that you don't know what you're doing. Right. So, okay. Now I really feel terrible. Right? No, but a few pieces of advice, <laughs> you know, one piece of advice, read my column in Northeast Ohio Boomer, right? Cause I got good Ooh, stuff in thank there. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> you um, do. Shameless, pl- shameless plug there. I love um, it. Yes. That's I a- also <laughs> have, you know, I also have a blog, which is uh kosher fitness. So that's kosher hyphen fitness dot, uh, dot com. And, uh, and I, you know, I, I, that I blog there probably once or twice a month or excuse me, once or twice a week. And, um, there's some great tips in there as well. But if you do join a club, one of the things you should ask, most clubs will have, um, a trainer who can do an orientation and show you like the five or six most popular or helpful pieces of equipment. Um, and I, I I also say to people, don't skimp on getting a personal trainer. Usually when you're new, there's some kind of a um, a discount that they're willing to give you to right, sign up for right. a personal trainer. And that way you can get a sense of things. And you might find, you know, you only want to do three or four sessions. And you might say, you know what, I'm going to sign up for a 10-pack or a 12-pack, whatever the gym offers um, and really, really feel good about this and know what I'm doing and get a plan set up. Um, and then you can walk in there. And the more the more you self-confident, they, they call it self-efficacy, right? The more you believe in your ability to do something and do it correctly and have it be effective, uh, the more likely you're to, you are to do it. It's pretty self-evident, right? But right. Um, people don't take the steps to make themselves feel self efficacious. I think that's the word, right? Okay. So if you, if you have a sense well, of know, self, the... um, it will make a, it will make a huge difference and you're more likely to stick with it. Um, so what you're describing is absolutely, uh, common and, and pretty typical in the way I felt when I started out as well. And look what happened to okay. me. Oh, look at you. Look, look at you now. Look, now yeah. you're on a podcast There you go. <laughs> talking about <laughs> fitness. Now, now you know it all. Well, yes, Michael, I I really want, I want to thank you for, um, I, I could talk about this forever and mostly about myself and my, my failures at physical fitness, but, um, I could talk to you for far longer than this podcast goes, but before I let you go, sure. I want to ask you three questions, which I ask all of our guests sure. and mostly it's for selfish reasons because I, I'm always looking for books and things to watch, but what are you reading right now? Are you reading so, anything good? Uh, yeah, I have one book that I've been working my way through for like a year. Um, and it's, it's called uh, Overstory. But the one that I'm really oh, in right that's a good one. I know, but I, I'm sort of stuck in the middle and I just, I've been so busy. I haven't had a chance to read. Like I open it and I fall asleep. Not because it's a bad book. Oh. I've really enjoyed it. I just got to get back to it. But the one that I'm really working my way through now is a book that's called That Which Cannot Be Undone. Um, and this is a, a relative, I think it's only been out a few months, and it is an Ohio horror anthology. Um, so my son is a horror writer. And, oh, um, wow. What? Short- this is fun. Yeah, he's got one of the short stories in the book, and it's all short stories written by o- Ohio writers. Um, most of them take place in places in Ohio that you like may have even been to. So it's just... Like literally, it's a scream to read. 
Um, uh. It's not, it's not really my genre. I don't, I like to read um, mostly nonfiction and a lot of history. Um, sure. But um, yeah, so that's that which cannot be undone. And the editor is Jess Landry. And, and I recommend it. It's, it's gotten good what reviews great- and reviewed in a lot of papers. Yeah. That's a good suggestion. All right. What are you watching or streaming? What's, what's, what are you? I'm so bad. Right nothing now? right now. Nothing. Come on. Uh, there's so many good things on, okay, on TV. So, so I will just tell you that my two favorite things over the pandemic that I watched that if your listeners haven't watched Shit's Creek, you know, okay. that yep. was just to me the best. Um, and then um, the other one was, uh, Oh, and I'm blanking on the name of it right now. It's the one with uh, Jason Sudeikis. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. Now, the, the soccer um, coach. The soccer, yes. Yeah, see, so now your listeners will know I'm just like all the other people who can't recall the names of things, um, but just absolutely um, love that. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, so. It's so <laughs> I, uplifting. It's at two o'clock in the morning, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh gosh, and well, I can't think of it either right now. And I was a big fan too. Um, well, yeah, we'll I'll think about it at two thirty in the morning. Right. And so, what would you tell? Uh, what advice would you give, or oh, what would you okay, tell? Boy, before you go on, Ted, Ted Lasso. Ted oh, Ted Lasso! Oh my Ted gosh, Lasso. That, <laughs> thank you. Oh my gosh, we would have gone crazy. Oh my gosh, that's great. <laughs> you know that right, that so is that was such is, a good show. Yes. Uh, the other what would you was, tell your 20-year-old self? Okay, so, you know, you submitted this question to me while I go, I've been thinking an awful lot about it. Um, and and so um, I think one of the things, so there's actually two things I would tell myself. One of the things is don't settle. Oh. Don't settle. Um, that I think I should have told myself to really um, aim higher for things and, um, and have like, and set higher expectations. I think that there were just times in my life when I sort of just settled for, for certain things. And I think I would have told my 20 year old self, as you make your way through life, don't settle. Um, and the second thing would be, um, oh, for the love of God, get to the gym, Michael, go to the gym, (laughs) take care of yourself, take care of yourself. Because I, I firmly believe, right. The fitness and health choices that we make today are going to really, really affect our tomorrow. It's, it's wow. just, it's a truth. That's, that's a great way to, that's a great way to wrap this up. And I, great, great, great suggestions, great exercise. Oh, here I was just slumping just now. So let me, <laughs> let me get my chin in. I, I am, I'm terrible about that. And I, Catch, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to be better. I think we all are, but hopefully what will happen is the next time you're slouching or your head is forward, you'll say, what would Michael say? You know, yeah, just my yeah. face will cross, you know, my voice will be there and it will say, do it, then talk. That's exactly what I need to happen to me. <laughs> your voice in my head. I need one more voice in my head right now. Sure. Um, <laughs> well, I want to thank, um, thank Michael Unger for helping to make us more fit or at least helping us to consider getting fit and you can find his columns on our website northeastohioboomer.com and his website is at homeseniorfitness.net until next time make your next half your best half thanks for joining us 
I want to thank our guest and I want to thank our sponsor, Greater Cleveland Volunteers, celebrating 50 years of connecting people to volunteer opportunities.